0: Welcome back to Faded Truth. Uh, Before you do anything, like, share, subscribe, ring that fucking bell so you know when I'm posting shit. Today, I got Sober Junkie on the show. How you feeling today? What's up?
1: I'm feeling great. It's hot as hell out here in so I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It's a a crazy time, so I'm blessed. You know, I'm grateful to be alive today, and uh, I'm hot.
0: Where did you get the name Sober Junkie from? Because for me... The word junkie is a little bit like one of those words that you cringe at, you know? Absolutely. Right. So what, what, why that name?
1: Owning the name the way I did took a lot of courage. And because I knew that that was going to be something that was going to hold me back for a while, but in the end was going to be one of the most powerful things about me because I'm an oxymoron. I got clean eight years ago. Okay. Um, I was, I was that dirtbag junkie in the street, um, stealing my kids' presents to get high and. And to get well, I was sick. I was, I was, I was, it was bad. And when I got clean, my wife was like, do your music, follow your passion and, and use cannabis as your exit and go to NA or get into rehab. You got to do something, but you can't stay here no more if you're going to be doing this kind oh, of shit. Oh,
0: so you were already married when you yeah. had the addiction. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And, uh, I had been, I was always a knucklehead. We got together. She straightened her act up. I didn't. But with our first child, she, she wasn't playing and as a dumb young idiot, you know what I'm saying? I just kept, I was hooked and I, I wasn't thinking right. And I was in and out of jail, um, prison. I was I was just, I was lost. And the system took me and Once you get in the system, it's hard to get out. Get out, now you're on parole. Now you have all You're these, never
0: gonna get hired anywhere. Right? Now no. you're a felon, you it's on your record. It's, that's why people stay in the same cycle because right. they're like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Are you gonna mm-hmm. hire me? No, so mm-hmm. fuck off. Um, so let's start from the beginning. Were you more in love? Would you say that you loved music from you know early childhood, or when did you start getting into learning that that's something that you like before you got you know on drugs?
1: My my journey is bananas. <laughs> um, my dad in the beginning instilled music into me and uh, theater. We went to see Cats and Les Mis. You know what I mean? So he was just like like Music, he always was playing music in the house and he was always acting scenes out to me. And so, like, it was always like he was so dope. I had two dads and moved to West Hollywood. And my dad was um, a hairdresser, a very famous hairdresser that worked at Fred Siegel on Melrose. Wow! And the like, Hollywood scene was at my house, but it was just it was crazy. Like, I had the perfect journey to be who I am. So, that's who gave me music. I'm not gonna lie, my dad showed me the expression in music poetry um I love acting
0: so it's just you it's know. not even just music you do a no, lot of different I, things
1: and I'm an entertainer okay you know and and I'm an entertainer for the people and I know that uh even with films I want to be able to do films that are impactful
0: were you in like high school plays and stuff
1: so this is so messed up I I got the lead role in Pirates of the Penzance right and then I got in a fight that's when I started getting in trouble. Okay. And I remember the drama teacher came to me and was like, this is you. Like when you sang and you were acting, she was like, you could really do something. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I ain't even no fucking
0: What the fuck? When was the first time that you tried any type of drug?
1: Oh. So I don't consider cannabis drugs, right? Right. I was in Orange County. And I was dating this girl and she was dancing and she was super dope. And my life was fucking crazy and I was having fun. I worked for a company called Senate, which is a rollerblade company, but it's like aggressive skating. And I was like an account, special accounts manager. I did like mom and pop shops. And um, I was doing good, like life was dope. But then I started noticing she was like, be acting different, right? She was like, hey, I get high. You want to get high, you can kick it with me and my friends and we can get high together and it'll be fun. And that shit got me because doing that shit, the beginning of it, it made me Superman. You know what I'm saying? What was it? What was the first drug? It was, it was, it was meth. Okay. That shit was meth. And it, it, it got me and it rocked me. So I did a time, like it was on and off. I didn't do any black then. So then I'd stop doing that. And like, I had a brief moment of being clean and then I got in a car accident. So I'd already played with the needle. I'd already played with intravenous drugs, right? So then I get in a car accident, and they put me on opioids. So mm-hmm. I'm on the oxies and all that. It was a really bad accident. And then I run out. I run out of pills, and I'm fucking kicking, and I'm scared to death. And where I grew up at, a little farming town, but um, there's a lot of gangsters out there. You know, because you get bored, and they don't know what to do, right? And right. my neighborhood, they were, they were northerners. And um one of my homeboys was like, Hey, hey fool, you could you could use this black, it's cheaper. What is black? Heroin.
0: Okay. I never heard it called that.
1: So yeah, tar. Okay. Black, um he's like, it'll it's cheaper than the pills, bro, and you'll be well right away. And I was like, All right, and he goes, We can smoke it. I was like, Yeah. And he's like, Or oh, we can shoot it. And since I've already done that shit, you know what I'm saying, I ended up
0: Oh, you yeah, shoot meth, too? That's...
1: No, I shot the meth, too. Oh, I didn't know that was And it was possible. crazy because I was like this with her. Because they were doing it. And I, I couldn't even, in the beginning, I couldn't look. I closed my eyes. I was freaking out. like, But then you get to where it's, you feel like you need it. That shit, it's just pure evil. Yeah. Like, that shit turns so, you. So,
0: you know, coming from somebody who's, I've, you know, never done serious drugs. I've never even tried coke because all my family was addicts. So, for me, growing up, I always said, you know, I don't want to be like them. Like, I know how they That's act. True. I see their mood swings. I see how they treat people. I see how they treat me. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't want to get into that. So, from a young age, I always knew. I, I always smoked weed since I was, like, 13 my whole life. I never looked at weed as a drug either. Did a lot of molly, definitely.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, but, like, um, other than that, I'd never done anything because my brother was an addict. Um, he got in a car accident at 17. He got put on Uh, Pills, and um, (laughs) then he went to crack, and then he went to heroin, and um, he died at forty. I'm sorry. And for me, I just don't understand like what's the grasp of it. You know, is it like the first time you smoke it or the first time you shoot it that you're addicted? Is that how it is?
1: So I think it's different for a lot of people. Um, I think what they mean by once you do it the first time you're hooked is because it's it's the utopia. It, it, when you have issues and problems and shit like that, it takes you out of that shit. It makes it all go away. Um, for the reasons I was doing, a lot of people do it for that too. They find out, oh, this makes you, you can do this all night long. And party but you can't and, like
0: be coherent on it, right? right? Like that's the thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the motherfuckers are maintaining. Now with the heroin, a lot of times we would be smacked back where your chin is in your chest and you're knotted out. And you're done. Right. But... You get to the point where you're just getting well. You don't even get high like that no more. At least that was my thing. I was getting just enough to get well, to where it would energize me versus put me down. I see people and and I drive by in Vegas. Sometimes we we'll go by people and the, my friends would be ah, oh, fucking junkie. And I'm like, that's not a junkie. So yeah, that's not why I,
0: that's why that name makes me cringe because it makes right. me think of like people that. that I know that and I don't want to look at them that way. You right. know what I and mean? And
1: that's why. And I'll be honest, I have friends and. But I had to own that name because of the power of it, sis. You know what I mean? Like, there's people that need to hear it and go, wait a minute. Right. Because they're like? going to be what like, what? Wh- does that mean? Yeah,
0: that's going to make them ask the question and then be like, what and the I fuck? Lie.
1: People call me SJ. I have friends that don't, will not call me that because of they were my friends through that. Just so. I think
0: I, I could do SJ
1: because I'm yeah, not saying right? it. Right. Yeah, that's what so, I said. I'm
0: like, I need a nickname here. Yeah,
1: nah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know what, though? And I respect that. And. I just think it's dope that we got that connection and I think it's cool the way we connected and because Rich i I'm telling you put the shit together and he's like bro you've got to do this podcast I was like you know what's right.
0: crazy too this year is like my first year that I've been actually like meditating and like stuff like that I never believed in it I always thought it was like hippie shit like right. I'm like I smoke weed but I'm not like fucking gonna sit there in a the home and yeah, shit yeah, you know <laughs> in my first yoga class I was like these people are a fucking cult <laughs> they're like oh and I'm right. like what the fuck <laughs> And now I'm next to my energy light every night, stretching, doing my fucking shit. But it is crazy how um, you connect with people that kind of just, you know, because this is a real interesting topic for me because I don't talk about it. I don't ever, I've never uh, been friends with people that had major addictions because of how I grew up. So I always stayed away from those people. And it really kind of fucked me up when my brother died because they found him after three days with, you know, the needle in his arm, this girl that was, Using with him, I think, she worked at the methadone clinic. So she says that she was helping him. And I think she was using with him and left him there, got scared. I think, you know, he just died automatically. You know, they don't really care about shit like that. In Jersey, the right. opioid addiction is insane. Like, they just, right. people drop like fucking flies over that shit. And they don't they don't look at it as murder or they don't investigate anything right. because it's like, oh, okay, another junkie died. That's how they See, look that, at
1: it. That's me and David are trying to do with this. You know, David David Irving's my brother, y'all. Um, y'all probably know him playing with the Cowboys, and I know you know him as well too. They probably know him. From you the got show, you, yeah. Right? You guys
0: probably watched the video. You guys know him if the you time. haven't, it'll be in a suggested tag. <laughs> that part. So, Shout out to cannabis
1: passport. passport. <laughs> it's plants over pills because you know it, it's about. We got to start implementing that and utilizing our platforms, you know, um, and, and and putting that message out there. And I think it's dope to be your first friend then you know yeah because you don't think
0: that you don't think people can be normal after that because of how much it overtakes them so
1: and that's so important that i showed
0: right okay so let me ask you this what was the rock bottom in your life with drugs where you were like i have to fucking stop is it losing the family or
1: it was the fear of actually i seen in my wife's eyes so she called me i was at the connect right around the fucking corner my phone's blowing up, and I'm and I'm just like, fuck. Fuck. Then she's texting. Come on, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, I don't know what I did. My son picked up my shorts in the bathroom, and a syringe fell out. It was her straw that broke the back, you know?
0: And how long ago was this?
1: Eight years. Eight
0: years. Yeah.
1: Wow. Eight years. And when I got home, I just remember like her answering the door, and then I remember waking up on the floor. She was crying and she said, I can't watch you kill yourself anymore. And not in front of my babies. She's like, you're the most intelligent, strong man that I know, that I've ever known. And you have these passions and dreams. And I don't know what's happened to you. Like, you're, you're not you. I don't love you. You're not you. And I was just like, fuck. And she's like, you have to go into rehab now. And I'm like, first thing I thought was like, fuck, where's, where's the dope? What did I do with my dope? She had already got it out of my pocket and it was gone. Whenever that period was <laughs> when I was on the steps to the grass, you know, whatever <laughs> happened. Whatever happened. And uh, <clears throat> thank God, no rehabs were out of bed. <laughs> and there was an NA meeting down the street and she goes, look, fuck it, smoke weed and do NA. And you can stay, but that's it. You can't leave. You, you get clean. That's it. That's it. Or, or you're fucking done. That's it. And in my song, People, I, I I sing about that. You know, I talk about how she was fed up. And again, now we look back at it and we understand, like, damn, you had to go through that shit, though, to be able to connect and save these addicts' lives. Even when I was in prison, I ended up in the shoe, the SHU, the Secured Housing Unit. Some stuff had happened on the yard and nobody said shit, and so everybody got in trouble, and when I got to the shoe, they're like, what the fuck are you doing here, like, what did you do to come here, like, this is prison for prison, I'm like, I didn't do shit, I just kept my mouth shut, and they were like, all right, homie, when you go home, you're a lifer, and I'm like, no, and they're like, everybody in this pot is a lifer, nobody's going home, bro, so I suggest you listen twice as much as you speak.
0: <laughs> for real.
1: <laughs> and
0: me uh, a damn mouse in there. <laughs>
1: that's what I did. They were like, So when you going home? And I was like, It don't even matter.
0: <laughs> How long were you in prison for?
1: God, I've done a total of 12, but the last one was three years. Really? Now. Yeah, almost three, the last one. So when you go to
0: prison, though, are you automatically um, going to withdraw or do they oh, do I you just did, get it? Yeah, I had
1: to kick. It was horrible, but I would kick in county. So I'd be sick and I'd be high and then I'd get locked up and I'd go in the county and then I'd go in like a fish storm. Why they classify you. So like for the first 24 hours to 72 hours, you're like in a fish storm. And since I've been in and out, in the beginning it was hell. I'd get in fights all the time, but after a while they know who you are and they're like, oh, this dude, you know, get kind of a name in your local jail, which sucks, it's not good, but they leave you (laughs) alone. Right. You know, all that so so leave him alone, bro. He's just sleeping it off. And then, you know, your body, after three days, four days of hell, feeling like you're going to die, um, you start to be able to use the bathroom normal, you know, um, you stop shaking real bad. I'd say about a 10 days into it, then you start being able to eat again.
0: So if you were in jail for like these long stints, then you've been sober for a couple years at a time, or
1: yeah, but I don't count it because it was just in there. As soon as I got out, I would fucking get high. Okay, because can't you, know? you just
0: get drugs in jail anyway, though?
1: Yeah, but um, the car that I run in, you can't do drugs. Like they, they don't, they're not with that. I'm indigenous. I'm a Native American man, but I grew up with all um, um, Mexican brothers, mm-hmm. uh, Hispanic dudes, Northern California, and um, so when I went to prison, I didn't know there was a Native American car.
0: Wow. Yeah, I guess there's I everything. I could have ran
1: with, right? And my boy's like, you kicking with us on the streets, bro. He's like, just run with us. So, you know, I run Northerner. They don't do drugs. Going to prison and running with them taught me so much about being a man that no one else taught me because I didn't really have a dad teach me any of that. And um, my dad taught me a lot of other stuff, but I was moved in with my mom at 12. And my mama kind of raised me and my grandma. And my grandpa passed at 12. And um, so going to prison, that's kind of where I learned to be a man. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. And I was more respectful. The way they conduct themselves is 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 as gentlemen. I'm not even going to bullshit you. They're not asshole-like piece of shit gangbangers. It's not like that at all. So. They're gentlemen that love their mama.
0: Everyone should love their mom. If you don't love your mom, I can't fuck
1: with you. Right? <laughs> I'm a mama's boy. So. If, it's my first tattoo. What is it? Dolores.
0: Who's that? Your mom? Okay. I was gonna ask you what your um, favorite tat was, or what's the most like memorable that one is, to you. That's
1: my favorite tattoo, and then um, my wife's name, Desiree, and then my medicine wheel. Like a dream that, catcher, but it's a what it's, is it? So the, it's a medicine wheel. It's it's, uh, it's it's a lot of folks say would it be like our, our symbol for a cross? You know, this is our medicine wheel, and it, and it all four directions, and so that it's red, yellow, white, and black and each representing a different direction. We need to learn about each other more, right? In my song, "Open and I said, we need to learn about each other. We need to learn to love each other. Because when we learn about each other, we can empathize and, and we can understand better. I feel like a lot of times we go off of, oh, I don't look like that cat. They're a little bit different. They talk that way, ah, I'm good. But in reality, if we knew a little bit about them, we might be like, oh, I really fuck with you.
0: Yeah, you know? because if we walk past each other, you know what I mean? Right. Like out, we probably wouldn't say hi, you know, even unless we're like at the bar or something. Right. And I'm That's like, yo, oh, what's yeah. up? But like, if you walk by somebody, you're not, you know, you're just like, whatever. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and now it's like, wait a minute. It's we're in a new time. We're in a really fucking dope time right now. And I think people are. It's the
0: beginning of the revolution.
1: Woke Nation. I'm telling you, Woke Nation 119.
0: So tell us about Woke Nation. Yes.
1: <laughs> so my brother, my little brother, David Irving. Um, was like, yo, we need to get on this, this call. I want to introduce you to somebody. And, uh, so I was like dope. He's like, her name is Pam.
0: Pam or pan. Pam. <laughs> P-A-M.
1: Yeah. She was like, I'm going to introduce some other folks and my boy DC and, uh, Justin Renfro, <coughs> James Wilder. And, um, we got on the, uh, the Google call and started talking about some things and, and want to build a platform. And said, let's start going live. Let's get a YouTube channel up. Let's get an Instagram channel up where people can ask us questions. Um, And then let's answer them. Let's go live a couple times a week. Let's let the folks come live with us. Let's let the fans come live with us. Because they all got good platforms too. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially David. David's fucking blowing up. People love him for what he did for cannabis. The stand he took, he took a hit. lot of people don't know that man took a hit it's just
0: a great story i mean i think it's just and he's a dope he's a dope
1: person you know it ain't about money it ain't about this this is what it's about and this is what i'm doing and i'm glad they changed and changed the rules because i know he said the other day on my live he's coming back and uh because he said if they changed the rules he would um whole movement it's about to be crazy so this woke nation thing is about that it's about us letting people know what's really going on it's about us educating the masses it's about us letting them ask the questions that that, that maybe they want to ask but they're afraid to on cannabis right okay. on okay. cannabis on life on oh, so it's an yeah. open platform open platform because look right now people are becoming woke I, yeah yeah i got back into my meditate i'm meditating Things like that. And I'm all just in the conspiracy theories right, right now. No, like, deep absolutely. state and shit. Like. <laughs> the
0: more tapped in you get. And I'm like, y'all look so stupid out there. Driving in the car with a damn mask on. This guy was running a mile today with a mask on. Like, what are you doing? on the
1: street.
0: <laughs> yes. Himself, yes. Far from everyone. No <laughs> one's on the streets running with his five five pound dumbbells and a mask. I'm like, bro, it's fucking 104. You're, there's no right. way.
1: You're okay. Can't but hey, COVID, don't get that corona. Don't right? get that
0: corona we haven't heard about for a week ever since the fucking riots
1: started. Riders These, wore wearing masks. They have the N95. Like,
0: you can't, we can't go to the bar, but we can have a fucking full-on, like, hundreds of people outside. And y'all were just telling us that we had to stay away from each other for two months. Like, to shut up.
1: It's so great. <laughs> My wife is RH negative blood type.
0: I never even heard of that blood yeah, <laughs> type. trip out
1: on that. They say that's... that's Anunnaki. What is that? It's it, it, So all I know is her blood type is so rare that when she was pregnant with my kids, she had to get a set of shots because if not, as soon as the baby was born, um, my wife's blood would turn to poison in the baby's body.
0: What the fuck? That, I
1: swear to God and give the baby, would will kill the baby. So watching YouTube and shit, right? And I see it. I'm like, what is does it say? it's negative. That's my wife's blood. What the fuck is it? Alien. I'm like, wait a minute. So I start watching it, and it's like direct descendant of the Anunnaki and the Cherokee Nation, and my wife's grandfather is Cherokee. And I was like, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> this is crazy.
1: <laughs> and I showed her. I'm like, dude. And I wrote a song about her. It's S-O-L, right? Soul. And it's about her and her being an extraterrestrial. So it's a trip. <laughs> and I like, I wrote the song first and then this shit happened. I'm like, oh my
0: God. They're next though too. The aliens, they're yes. next. Oh, I'm waiting. <laughs> so now you said you use weed to become sober. So yes. when you say that, what do you mean? Like,
1: So she was like, dude, you need to smoke. She's like, I'll, I'll get you some weed. And I called up one of my boys and I'm like, dude, I'm kicking fucking H and meth right now. I was shooting. I was doing both. It ended up at one time I'm doing both. Like speedballing, Belushi. Like on st- I just feel like
0: level. I I would be so scared to die the first time I did something. I, I you know, I was like, gonna die
1: a couple times. I was gonna I,
0: say, did you ever overdose? Or
1: overdosed six times?
0: Wow. And none of those were enough for you to realize that you had to.
1: I was too sick. Yeah. I was too sick. And and that's where people don't get it. When you're that sick, you're that sick, and you're not trying to like. There, I wanted to die. Like I, I became a. It was a trip. My mom would be like, you were, gone.
0: I always looked at it growing up, like, fuck that, you're your own person, you can do what you want. You know, even with my brother, I would not talk to him for a certain amount of time just because he was always an addict, so I always, I never really knew my brother, and that's why I felt bad, because, you know, I never knew who he was really, I just saw him when we would have, like, family things, but my whole family has been, like, distant with each other, so we, you know what I mean, like, before my, I got the call that he died, I hadn't seen him for almost a year. You know, I saw him at Christmas, we went to my mom's house, she gave us these, um, Like, you know, she made uh, portraits and stuff of us and gave it to all of us. So when I went to his house, because, you know, I had to make sure I had to try to get some shit for my mom and, you know, I had to meet the cops and stuff. And so I had to, you know, climb through his bathroom window and um, it was just like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it was just like an episode you'd see on the TV, you know, and like me, I'm like, How does nobody know that he's fucking living like this? Like, how does nobody know that he's this bad? My mom said she she would always offer to come over. And he was like, no, no, no. He hid it well from everybody. But when I saw him the last time, he gained a lot of weight. So I assumed, you know, I've seen that all my life. You gain weight, you're not on drugs. That's how I look at it. Yeah, when you're doing it, (laughs) yeah. You know, so... And he had already told me, you know, I lost 15 friends this year from heroin. Like, I'm just so happy I stopped doing it. But, like, looking at how he was living, I'm like, how... Are you, Like, now I know that this is a mental sickness. And he literally had that picture that my mom gave him at Christmas. He had it over top of his whole thing in needles. Uh, and that's the picture I took home for my mom. And it was just, to me, I was like, this is such a bigger thing than I thought. Like, this is really a sickness now, and now I believe it. That's the first time I ever thought that addiction was a sickness. Understood. Yeah. So, Look, you know, it's it, just it's, crazy.
1: It is a disease, That's why I say sober junkie. Like I feel like uh, I can always go back so I don't lose sight of the fact that I'm I'm a sober junkie. So I'm sober today because I choose to be, but I'm a junkie because I've been there. The fact that I didn't lose my wife, but it made us even more stronger, and we just celebrated uh, on the 30th, 14 years.
0: Wow. Congrats. Thank you. And how many kids do you have? Four. Four. Okay, so... (laughs) what are you how do you educate your kids on what the fuck they're about to go through in life you know like how to not get on drugs how to not be cool and do this and that and that weed's okay if you want to smoke is that how the views in your house are
1: yep absolutely and and my wife really isn't cool like smoking weed with the, with the kids like she don't she don't want them to smoke until they're 18 right but um <laughs> like my daughter got caught smoking a pen and I'm like, it's not that bad of a thing. Like, I'm not tripping as long as you get good grades. As long as you do what you're supposed to do. As long as you keep your room clean. As long as you help your grandma out. Because my mom is our nanny. Thank God. <laughs> I'm like, I still got my mom. Right. Um, it's like two birds, one yeah, stick. Come cool.
0: i Are your kids, are they like, fuck no. We're never trying anything nah, but weed? I mean, hey,
1: dude, they're so fucking, they don't like drugs at all. Like, they're so, they know what I went through. They know where it's been and even with cannabis, they know it's my medicine. My son's told me before, like, Dad, I think I might use cannabis when I'm older if I need it for pain and stuff. He goes, versus anything else. And he gets anxiety really bad. So, um, I give him CBD. My youngest, I give her CBD. Um, I'm trying to get something with like, legally, like one part THC because we needed to react to CBD a little bit different for her. Okay. Um, but she's, uh, this, it's Asperger's, but she's super functioning and, but she gets every once in a while where she just trips, you know? But she likes to be on the computer, coding, she codes games. She's nine.
0: <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> and she writes songs and she sings. Uh, she's super, she's super dope. When she sings these songs that she freestyles off the top. <laughs> the stuff that she says you're like nine years old right <laughs> singing like you're singing to this man that you love yo, like she's like uh, i cooked for you i gave you everything why'd you make me sleep on the floor i'm like
0: what i look at ray like did we make her sleep on the floor
1: right did we do did make her sleep on I did like- where did no. she get in the Ray's ship like brought. yeah like, the and then she's like uh you were my everything, you were my love, but now I can't stand the sight of you. She just sing oh, it she's just saying, You're learning Why early. Now? Oh my gosh. No drugs. <laughs> no drugs
0: for your kids. No. Good. Okay.
1: I'm stoned, so I'm just all over the place, but hey, don't worry about that. Well, okay. I'm always I love stoned. this interview. Hey. This is dope. No. <laughs> I'm going to roll another joint, y'all.
0: Yeah, I'm going to like this blunt. If I listened to a couple of your songs, um, and the whole vibe is definitely not what I expected. I, don't, I, don't, I thought you were a rocker when <laughs> I first saw you. And I'm like, all right, let's see what he got. And then now I'm like, it's totally just like super chill. Um, I don't How would you categorize your sound? You got
1: some rock stuff. Um, The album Sacred Land is more um, rock and soul vibe. But I'm also like a California reggae soul funk. I'm just all over the board. I'm real. I'm real. Like it's a sober junkie vibe. You know, Um, I think a lot of times my music mirrors the stuff that I grew up on that I love but with a twist. So do you sing I a sing. lot
0: about your past experiences and everything? I sing about life.
1: I tell stories. I sing other people's stories. People that I meet, um, people that I learn about, if they inspire me like that, I'll sing their story. It sounds crazy, right? But I feel like the creator was like, I'm going to make you for the world and your music is going to be medicine to the world. And I used to feel like that was some crazy shit, but in like most recent events that have happened in my life, I realized that it's not, you know, and, that that is what my music is it's medicine
0: you write all your <clears throat> music yeah so and
1: i write a lot of hooks for uh rap artists um i got that vibe on on catching people you know and, and saying that stuff that touches the soul and and it's not even what i say it's how i say it you know or sang it
0: it's so chill for me that i love it because i always have like a playlist for just complete vibes and that's something that I would put on my playlist. Definitely. You're amazing. You. So Appreciate what's your um what's your first song that you did?
1: Disease. And that was about my addiction. And that's like a Cali Reggae vibe. Um, we're actually redoing it, going in the studio because of where we're at now.
0: Where'd you record your first song though? Or like In Santa
1: Cruz. Santa Cruz, California. Did
0: you have a studio or did yes, you
1: high rise studios and my uh, sponsor? <laughs> took me to the studio, I had got some clean time, and he was, he seen that I really, I really had had something, you know, and I loved it, and it was different than just, hey, I like to sing. And I remember one day after a meeting, you know, they say the miracle happens after the meeting, right? He was outside, and I was like, bro, you know I can sing, right? <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, you said you used to DJ, bro, back in the day? He was like, yeah, I used to DJ. I had my own record label. I said, bro, I can sing, bro. I can sing, <laughs> and uh, I sang something to him a cappella, and he was like, "Oh shit, okay." And I was like, "Yeah, man, let's let's do something." And I had to bug him a little bit more, but before I knew it, we were in High Rise Studio with our boy Chris, and uh, we were recording "Disease" and then "World on My Shoulders." Could you uh,
0: still do whatever your drug of choice was and? And perform, or just be an artist? Like, have you done both? Or
1: nah? Okay, I, would I didn't never. know if you yeah. could try to
0: like it's balance gotta, it or not.
1: You know what? Getting clean is is why I think the Creator blessed me. Like, I got blessed. I always did music, and I always loved it. And I did it in high school. I was in acapella choir. I didn't take it serious, right? You know what I mean? When I got clean, I started taking it serious. When my sponsor took me to the real studio, and I started doing things, and I realized that. I had something, you know? And then you realize like, wait a minute, not only do I got this voice and this ability, I got a real story to tell.
0: Who's your favorite uh, people that you've collabed with throughout the whole time?
1: Jacka, rest in peace, my brother from the Bay Area. He's a uh, underground legend. His, the way he rapped, the way he, his bars, what he said, the people felt him. You know, I mean, you can be a voice for the streets and really be felt by, you know, everybody all over. That's special. You know, we need people like that. We need leaders that can connect with the people in the communities that people don't want to go to. It, just because it's scary out there doesn't mean that they don't deserve to have the same opportunities as everybody else.
0: And that's what's going on right now. Right. Same shit. People bl- aren't given the same opportunities. Come on. been sober eight years and that's sober sober you haven't done a drug
1: clean dates 420 is it cannabis yeah (laughs) my last day getting high was 419
0: that's great so you haven't had a drug in eight years no how do you even like it was that was enough for you to mentally just change completely losing the family Um, because you know don't you get triggers and like
1: absolutely absolutely and i went through there's been hard times and i just i don't know knowing that it was something about really knowing it was it. Like, I knew she was at her boiling point. I'd been waiting for something to be bad. You know what I mean? You're I like, I can't knew. believe
0: she's still fucking hanging yeah. in there. And
1: it was like, <laughs> this is it. It's over. And I wanted to quit. I needed something like that to happen. You know?
0: What do you do when you have those, like, temptations, though? Like, is there a specific thing you do? Or
1: Honestly, for me, I smoke and, and I, I have a dope circle. I got people I call. Right. When I'm going through shit, I don't really get the urges to get high because I would get them because of all different reasons, not even going through shit. You know, you do good and you get high. Like, I'm doing good. I should get high to celebrate. No one will know.
0: And you didn't have that support system when you were on I, drugs, right?
1: Absolutely. I had not at all. Okay. And all my people gave up on me. Everybody was just like, man, you're fucking done. Da, 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 da. Like, it's dope now because a lot of people are like, damn, bro, how'd you do it? Right. <laughs> I didn't give up, man. I got clean and just kept on pushing And I evolved. What I've become compared to when I came out here, when I came out here, fucking Giants cap backwards, you know what I'm saying, skinny jeans, some Nike Cortez, and a t shirt. That was it. Now, (laughs) $1,000 cowboy boots.
0: (laughs) I just love the hat. I love the feather. I (laughs) I feel like you're. um, My nails. There's a. You know, my vibe. Quills.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yes, my vibe. I'm vibey. The boots. I always say that because it's the most expensive boots I've ever had. <laughs> my you can't like, see these boots. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm like y'all. Okay, <laughs> <but> you know. <laughs> so do
0: you do um benefits or any type of awareness? So this is all
1: stuff that I want to start getting into. Um, I feel like For, I have um, the platform now. Right. I think I've been building up to this point. Now I got the platform. And I think now that's something I need to do, it's doing a lot of stuff to raise money. Um, I just recently was on live with my boy and he's like, I'll smoke you in pushups. And I was like, like, bro, he's like, I'll smoke you. And I said, okay, dollar a pushup and let's raise money for the Navajo Nation. The reservation, Navajo, been hit so bad with COVID. They need supplies, they need water. They need stuff bad right now. I Also want to start going reservation to reservation. Talking to the youth, uh, educating on, on, on addiction prevention. Because here's the thing: is it's so bad on the reservation. It's it's third world. It's wow. it's bad. I didn't and even like
0: know that that they existed here. Really.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that's what they did. They here you go, taking the land. Let's put you over here to here, sign this treaty, and right. you're good. No more war. This is y'all's right here. You're good. That's my thing. You know, when you talk about charity and things like that, I want to bring awareness to uh, MMIW, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. It's another thing that's really, really bad on the reservations is these girls are coming up missing left wow. and right. Wow. Not just girls. Uh, a lot of two-spirit um, uh, um, like gay and lesbian kids that are coming up missing. And and men are coming up missing too. But majority are getting hit. And it's like, I think a lot of it is this, this human trafficking. The murders are—it's it, crazy. It's—it's it's bananas. Like over Whoa. five thousand something women last year. It's—it's it's fucking crazy. Look, I have a song I want you to—if you can look it up—and it's really important. What is it? It's um, Stuart James. Sober Junkie. M M I W. We made a song because we had to pay our respect and give our love because our sisters are missing
0: you're a busy man you got a lot going on (laughs) it's
1: my job i'm telling you
0: do you feel like being busy all the time helps you too with staying sober absolutely okay
1: absolutely idle idle hands are the devil's playground
0: (laughs) is there somebody that you want to collab with that you haven't yet
1: i'm about to say who i want to collab with and then it's going to happen
0: let's put it let's put our affirmations out right
1: so (laughs) post malone yeah, and I have friends that are mutual. Are his friend? We have mutual friends. Is the crazy part?
0: Post Malone, if you're watching this, <laughs> Post,
1: trying to rock with you, man. Yeah. And I know you, you rock with that country, and I got a little country to my body too. Do you?
0: What is something that you want to tell non addicts that if you could kind of enlighten them on? something that an addict is going through like what would you want them to know the most because like i said i ne- never understood what he was going through so what do you think is like the most important thing that we people that don't do drugs could you know like find a relation with you
1: understand that it is a disease um understand it's a disease but at the same time you can't no matter how bad you want them to get better you can't get them better they have to want to get better for themselves and they can get better, but it is a disease and they will forever be affected by it. And it's their choice on how they're going to live after getting clean to continuously stay clean. I think, um, not for everybody, but cannabis helps. I think some people should just use T, th- uh, CBD. Okay. Um, THC isn't for everybody. Um, but getting through the withdrawal period, which is very scary and very difficult. I recommend THC, and just do that part of it, and then wean them off of that, just CBD. I don't recommend everybody smoking weed, I don't, but for me, it does work, and it did save my fucking life, and I continue to smoke every day, yeah, that's what I do, so um, I think that if you just empathize, but don't ever, don't ever help them destroy themselves, don't give them money, don't, don't help them. Let them help themselves. It's the worst thing you could do. And I know it's going to be hard and they're going to call you a piece of shit. And you motherfucker, you don't love me. I fucking hate you. Just like that. Um, And you got to be like, I love you. I'm sorry you're going through this. But you got to get it. You got to get it for you. And I know you can because I got a friend. I got a friend named SJ. And SJ did it.
0: (laughs) He's living proof. I mean, shit. You know?
1: And I I did it, got clean. I'm living my fucking dream now. Like, I'm literally living my fucking dream right now.
0: So what can we expect for the rest of 2020? I know it's a little, like... I mean, we're getting back to normal in Vegas. The casino's open. Like, we are ready to rock.
1: (laughs) July 10th, Kushtak. Oh, yeah, you were telling me. I'll be performing here at the Sahara Event Center. Okay. And it's going to be the Las Vegas Cannabis Awards also. Oh, fuck yeah. about that. Um, Sour, and the video for Sour, I got pro skateboarder Andy Roy, the fucking legend, and I got fucking dirt bike, fucking maniac, the fucking legend, scummy, Colin Morrison of uh, uh, Metal Militia in my fucking video because they happen to be two really good bros that are in recovery. Wow. We pay homage to the United States military. Um, We keep it real with addiction. Um... There's some real heavy, crazy shit, and the song is super powerful, it's called Sour.
0: I just want to go to Kush Doc, so.
1: You're coming, you, I got you, VIP, you it with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, do you yeah. eat edibles? The whole time, yes, Okay. and mushrooms.
0: I've never tried shrooms. Mushrooms My friends like, like the micro-dose, mm-hmm. and they're like, they swear it's medicinal for them, you know?
1: Oh, it really does, it helps people.
0: But out. I'm scared I'm gonna like fucking see something and just feed. they'd be doing it in the woods and like the dark and like with the bonfire. I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's cool. Magic one. We were doing you. s'mores
0: and shit. Oh, you don't
1: want s'more my
0: flame?
1: <laughs> s'more my flame. And the weed
0: was good. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you being here, SJ. Definitely see you again. Thanks, love. Um, appreciate it. <laughs> Until next time, peace out.